What is up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of Unqualified College, where I give you my opinion on things that I am probably unqualified to talk about. But in this sense, I am actually semi-qualified to talk about this because today we are going to be getting into women and how they're portrayed in sports. Let's get into the first topic, shall we? Boys will be boys. Most sports, such as football, basketball, baseball, are created and were founded by men, which is no surprise. Basically, everything in history was created by a man, founded by a man. It, it, it's, it's how it was, and it's how it is. So it makes sense why a lot of these sports are so inherently violent and cause a lot of reinforcing of stereotypes around men and women. So, for example, the whole phrase, turn of phrase, boys will be boys, is commonly used when discussing fights or near fights during contests, altercations, or disagreements. I mean, look at hockey. Like, there... It, you will see some of these players smile and they're missing at least three quarters, not, if not all of their teeth. And most sports are like that. I mean, look at and look at football. I mean, you are literally it, it's the embodiment of CTE and it is so entertaining to watch and it is so fun. And they try their best to be as safe as possible, but it just does not work. I mean, look at me. I had an uncle who played for the Jets for a solid, I think it was two months. I think it may have been shorter, two months. He got hit so hard he broke his spine. Career was done. Like, he he walked on to the Jets and just two months in, broke his neck, and he was done. So in contrast to this, these inherently violent sports that are made for people to take it like a man and a bunch of other turn of phrases that are usually applied to boys... The women got the opposite. We are meant to be more feminine, lighter touch, not look aggressive. And you need to be considered female appropriate. So just like that's highlighted in the Janet S. Fink article, it's more about wearing female appropriate attire. You need to act a certain way, you need to speak a certain way. And this was this is this is early the study the studies I'm referencing right now are late 90s early 2000s. So a lot a lot has changed since then. I do have to say a lot of the a lot of the stereotypical misogynistic comments have definitely subsided. A lot more now it's a lot more subtle and it's not as much of a in your face kind of um sexism it's more of like a subtle kind of sexism so for example like golf commentators would note the strength of male golfers three times more often than female golfer golfers and similarly in gymnastics and women's gymnastics the ratio of weakness to strength descriptors were 3 to 1 in the 1996 Olympics. Now, we still see that today. A great example 
was when Serena Williams had a disagreement with her ref at a game, at one of her matches, I mean. And she was described as emotional, which if she was a man, and I really do believe this to be true, if she was a man, she probably would have been considered as, like, standing her ground. Like, you know, like, it's not, it's different when a woman does something. When a woman is telling people what to do, she's bossy. But when a, when a man's telling people what to do, he's a leader. And you just see that translate in sports. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't help when people have these unconscious bias, unbiases towards women that they don't even realize because I have them as well. Like, how can, like, it's just so ingrained in our society how are we supposed to just unlearn that immediately? And I think it starts young. And I think there are some certain things that we can definitely fix right off the bat that would definitely help that reinforces the stereotype that women are meant to just be, well, quote unquote, to, to quote unquote, to quote, the journal of sport and social issues Women are sexy props or prizes for men's successful sport performances or consumption choices. So, this article references how when you watch wrestling, between rounds, there's a round girl that comes up. She is usually wearing a bikini of some sort, just something that's extremely, extremely revealing. Heels, and she's holding that card and walking around just to tell you that's the next round. Now... Most women that I've seen in these roles do not mind wearing that. They're beautiful, they're confident, they're empowering. Like, it really, like, there's no, I don't think, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I think there should be a choice when it comes to athletes in a position such as volleyball or even women's football, um, tennis, and other sports where you have to wear a skirt or like the spandex for volleyball. I remember in high school, you need to have at least like the longest inseam you could have is like two inches, which is absolutely ridiculous to me because five and a half inch inseam is so much more comfortable. But it's just continue, it's perpetuating this image that women need to be these like light, dainty, like feminine figures. And that's just so not how it is anymore. Like sports in itself is just so heterosexual and very like black and white. Like there's girls and there's guys, like that's it. Like there's, but as we know, going to Emerson, there's so many people who are non-binary, who just don't identify with like the typical gender stereotypes. And sports is like almost the people who end up going into professional sports end up being like the toxic side of the the typical male and female stereotype because they just it's what they fall into and it's what they're taught and there's no good way to really go about that kind of social change without starting at the bottom starting with middle school and high school and making it at least an option for girls to maybe wear something that is more comfortable for them, maybe less feminine, more practical. But if a girl wants to wear a skirt or the short spandex while she's playing her game, let her. It's just about giving options. But there's also another issue that causes a lot of 
a lot less, basically a lot less attention on women and more on men. And that's production. Like, overall production of men's sports games is way, way higher, usually, from what I'm seeing. Literally, I went, I saw a women's basketball game, I'd want to say like a year ago, and I was watching it, and I was like, this looks like one of my high school basketball game, like, fil- like films, like, for that. Like, and I even, I was a PA for the Harvard Athletic Department for filming all of their games, and it was at that level, and that's not bad. Like, it's not bad producing. Like, it's not, camera quality wasn't terrible. Like, you were able to see everything, but that relative to the NBA, like NFL, the amount, the production value is probably maybe 10 to 15 times higher than for women's, but I can't, I can't blame anyone except for the fact that it's just, there's no, there's no viewership. The viewership is just not the same. The only team, the only women's team that I know of off the top of my head that gets the kind of viewership that the men's team get, gets is women's soccer. Women's soccer has been breaking so many records, so many norms, like it's unbelievable. But I mean, they're also dealing with their own issues of a payment pay pay discrepancy. But to be fair, they're on salary, the men's team is not, which causes a lot of trickle-down effects when it comes to being paid because you really can't be paid on salary and then get the full benefits of your viewership of your audience like that's just kind of how it works it's just really sad that they can't you know basically disregard the salary almost and just like get paid for what they deserve there's a lot of stuff that goes into it but they're probably the only team and they're the only team with uniforms that are actually practical that are the similar to men's and I don't, it's just crazy to me how there's only one team that I can think of. Actually, you know what? Girls basketball. Girls basketball. No, I'm lying. You know what? See, this is why, this is why it's the unqualified college podcast. Because I am definitely going to be wrong about a few things, a few of my opinions. But you know what? They're my opinions. So you're subject to listen to them. But... That also, the idea of production, the cost that comes with creating a production is a lot. And the women do have a budget of some sort, but they don't nearly have the same budget as the men, but they also don't have the same viewership. And that translates to advertising. The advertising issue at hand is, um, I can't say it doesn't make sense just because... It's not like the it's not like the all of the women's leagues are raking in cash and they're raking in views. So it makes sense their companies are going to use the people who are being have the most exposure. So when I read the fact that 38.6% of all commercials portray only men, that doesn't surprise me. What does surprise me is 91% of commercials with no visuals have a male voiceover. That was a little surprising to me. Um, Even though it is surprising, what still hurts me to see, just like in my soul, just because it just makes me, it just irks me when I see this on TV, 
when there's just that blatant, like, female side character who's just supposed to be, like, the person who needs to be saved, like, the damsel in distress, that typical, just, like, it, the side piece, the side piece stereotype that she is relying on the man to get by, like, not, it may not even be that obvious, like, she's standing next to a man, but, like, you can get the, you have an Im- when I explain that woman, you have that image in your head, and a lot of the times you see that in these, like, in advertising and just, this isn't only just with sports media, but it is a part of it, so I think that is something that needs to just be, like, absolutely nipped in the bud, and I think the only way that we can start making any kind of change to at least break down these stereotypes for men and women because it's just it's toxic on both sides like there's only one openly gay man in the NFL and I'm assuming there's got to be some closeted ones like there's no way with the amount of people who go in and out of there and the fact that I don't know just like that football players they're in, they're always around, they're always around each other, they're always sweaty and naked and, like, in the locker room, and I hear about the locker room dynamic, and I hear about these stories, and I'm like, some of them have to, have to at least be questioning around the spectrum, and they can't, they, the atmosphere that has, is been created over the past century has led to this toxic, perspective that you need to be a man and you need to be a woman and I just think that it doesn't leave any room for growth it doesn't let you think freely you're stuck in a box and that just sucks you don't want to be stuck in a box you want to be able to enjoy what you want to enjoy and being told that you have to be a man you have to do this and you have to do that some people enjoy it some people like some people that's exactly what they want to do it's always amazing when someone tells me I have to do something and it's actually something I want to do. Like, oh my god, there's a chocolate cake on the floor. You have to go eat that. I'll be like, oh my god, I am so down. But some people look at that cake and they're like, why is it on the floor? And they're like, I hate chocolate. Or like, I'm lactose intolerant. Or like a billion other reasons why you don't want to eat the cake. But you know, a certain percentage of the population is going to eat the cake. So... If men want to eat the cake, let them eat the cake. And it goes for women, too. If men, if women want to eat the cake or if they want to wear span, spandex that fit them, then let them. I think there just needs to be less rigid rules around that and some a little more social understanding and kindness for each other that just needs to start out young. Starts needs to start in middle school and high school. Just let people do what they want. There's literally no harm in any like changing uniforms or anything maybe a little lack of inconsistency but that's when you decide to get like you make sure all the uniforms have matching colors it's the same thing as when you start a job as like a waitress like obviously I'm not gonna wear the exact same polo as the dude I'm gonna wear one that usually is like shorter up top not shorter up top like the button the length there's like less buttons basically like it's the same thing it's same same but different that's the best way to describe it. So those are my views on women in sports. It's a really complicated subject. I have a lot of prejudices locked up in my head and internalized misog- misogyny. Oh my God, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, to be honest with you. But it's all in my head. And 
I'm still working through it. And I think we can all work through it together. Even though I'm really unqualified to be doing that. But, you know, hopefully I made you think. Maybe I solidified some views for you. Maybe I just made you ask even more questions. Regardless, as long as I made you think of something, I did my job. Thank you guys for coming to Unqualified College. And maybe I'll see you next week.